Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. This is the E's and B's, the bacon and eggs of wrestling sports podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie B. smoke weed. I know this, but I'm going to get you high today because it's Friday. You ain't got no job and you ain't got shit to do. joining us again here on this beautiful Friday, April 14th, 2023, where you be. Hoopers are packing it up as the season has come to an end, but others are packing it in to go on that playoff run. It's time for us to start talking that sporting fun. You know the deal. Crack those eggs. Get that heat up, cause it's time for the sunny side of 
Padres are this close. They are one out away from matching the all-time franchise record for a winning streak. And a ground ball to the right side. Round over to Paredes and the Rays win again. They are 12-0. Yes, yes, welcome back to the A's and B's, and as you heard there in the opening, man oh man, things are heating up in the MLB, things starting fast for several teams, and as you heard, records setting to, uh, records to be broken very soon, just two more games there for the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rays, as they could break the all-time Record there starting off right now at 12-0, but let's talk about how some of those other teams are setting. How about in the AL, like I said, Tampa Bay 12-0, the other division leaders, Minnesota at 7-4, and and Texas at 7-4. and Now switch it up, go to the NL right now, Atlanta, they're on top at 8-4, and the Brook Crew, they're at 8-3, and and out in the West here, it's a tight race, but right now as it sets, the Diamondbacks at 7-5 and five are on top. Let's talk about those player stats as the season has kicked off. The batting average is this. Luis Arrez, he started off hot with a 5.37 batting average there early. RBIs, it's going to be Ryan Montcastle. He's got 18 of them big RBIs starting the season off. Home runs, we've got a big tie at the top. Pete Alonso and several others with five. Now switch it up to the pitch inside. ERA, well, it's so early that we had to kind of break it down. And I got to just say, give it to Otani, who is at a .47 early here in the uh, MLB season. Strikeouts, it's Jacob DeGrom. He's got 27 for Texas already. And last but not least, save it. On the safe side, it's David Bednar. He's got four for the Pirates. Like I said, baseball is back, baby. But it's also very interesting because people are talking about how the games are just so fast-paced now with the pitch clock and the batting clock. Will this uh, will this pace keep up for the whole season? We'll have to keep our eyes on that. We'll be breaking things down, keeping you up to date with all the winners, losers, stats, and everything you need to know sliding off the diamond right here on the best. Keeping things going here on the sunny side. Let's switch things up. Go from the diamond to the golf course. Yes, as you know, last week coming off there in Augusta, it was the 2023 Masters played there, and the combination for the first time of the LIV players with the PGA guys, and of course, everybody's eyes there on the weather. We talked a lot about it here last week. We knew it was going to be an issue, and it was. Our boy Tigger couldn't make it all the way through, did make the cut. The cut was right, or he was playing right there on the cut, but did happen to squeeze through just his body. Could not take it there with that weather change. Like I mentioned last week, it was going to be rainy, windy. All those things did happen there on Friday into Saturday, but they ended up squeezing things in, getting those rounds all scrunched together and getting things off. They had to play double round on Sunday, finishing up the third round. And of course, uh, the last round there, the fourth round, they got it done before the sun went down. Now, the big talk was the live player, Brooks Kapka. He had a huge lead there for two days, a five-shot lead, looking like he was going to run away with things. But, but, that's right, things changed. 
liked the weather, and so did his golf game as our boy John Rahm coming back around the corner and put the pressure on him, passing him up, and becoming the 2023 Masters champion. Congratulations to John Rahm from us here at the E's and B's, shooting a staggering 12 under. Next closest was Brooks Kepka and old lefty, another live player there, shooting at 8 under. He had a wild round 3 and 4, making a big push. But the story was John Rahm just, just put it on him there, round 3 and 4, and did not let up. An awesome, awesome Masters with a lot, a lot of interest with the weather and all those big names coming to play. So we'll keep our eyes on the PGA moving forward and keep you up to date with all the winners, losers, and everything you need to know. Keeping things going here on the sunny side. Let's go from those sunny, nice golf courses there in Augusta to the gridiron. Prevent defense on the field. Danucci's going to step up. He's going to do sit it. And run for it. Triple coverage. Back of the end. Oh! Off the pier over there it is! Blake Jackson! That's one way to do it. Yes, XFL, as we've spoken, coming down to the wire. And all those games are very meaningful, as you heard there in the sound clip. Seattle playing St. Louis last weekend, and that game was a deciding game for them as we talked. Only two teams coming out of each, the North and South divisions, in that playoff after Week 10 as we travel into the last two games of the season. But let's talk about how they do set out there in the North. Here's how things look. It's D.C. still on top. They're at 7-1. Second place, as you heard, is St. Louis. They're at 6-2. Third place, Seattle. They're at five and three, and rounding out the uh, rounding out the North is Vegas at two and six. In the South, it looks like this: a lot tighter. Houston, they're at five and three. Arlington, they're at four and four. San Antonio, well, they're at two and six, and Orlando still just that one win as they're one and seven. Let's talk about those stats going into this weekend. How about this on top of the passing side? It's still Ben Danucci. He's got two thousand and seventy-two yards today with 15 touchdowns and 10 picks then on the rushing side it's abraham smith he's got 720 yards rushing with seven touchdowns on the receiving side it's gonna be cody latimer he's got 558 yards receiving with four touchdowns that's how things set right now like i said those two teams you gotta keep an eye out for this weekend is gonna be Arlington and Seattle, they need wins desperately, and they need some losses by some other teams. We'll have all those winners, losers, tournament picture broken down right here next week from the XFL on the best. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a famber, tell someone about this podcast keeping things going before we do this week's podcast is sponsored by bipolar performance check out jasper graham and everything them guys got going on up north like i said some of our good friends are always helping us out and they is one of our very special friends so make sure you guys go like all their pages there on the social medias that's bipolar performance jasper graham all right let's talk from the gridiron to the racetrack we're gonna talk some racing
Christopher Bell is going to lead his 98th lap of the race this time. And now Reddick draws a little bit closer. Takes so much discipline. Dylan. Stay on that cushion and stay out of that mirror. Dylan for third against Stenhouse. And three wide behind them for fifth place. Reddick had a good corner in one and two there. Listen, Christopher's not leaving that top right now. He, There's no use for him to look in the mirror. The best thing he can do is focus straight ahead. White flag, credit one bank, crash on the back stretch. One car stopped against the inside wall. Still going, still green. And he's rolling. We're still green. Oh, he's in the fence. Try to stay on the outside. Caution's out. I should be out, car. should be out. Stay low, stay low. Christopher Bell, race is over, comes to the flag. And checkers wave over the Joe Gibbs. Number 21. Well, 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 you heard it. That's right. Last weekend, as we talked, things got dirty. And it was quite a spin fest, as you heard in Bristol last weekend on the dirt. Not one of my more favorite. It is my favorite track, but not favorite races when you throw dirt on top of it. But it kept things interesting there. On Saturday night, the truck race was pretty good, except for Joey Logano checking out from the field and basically running away with the show. Uh, but there on Sunday, we did get a good Easter NASCAR race. Uh, they definitely, we now have eight out of nine different races. A new winner. So, like I said, last year's trend trending over to this season. We'll keep an eye on that this weekend. Another short track race as they'll be going to the paperclip. That's right, Martinsville. We'll keep an eye to see who has what it takes to get around that small track and bring home those checkers. We'll have all the winners, losers, and everything you need to know coming off the paperclip in Martinsville right here next week. Keep things going. Let's switch it up and go to the short track side. That's right, last weekend at the Speed Drome. It was the oh, figure eights on track. That's right, second weekend. Definitely another good car count, but when it came down to the end, it was an A's and B's veteran getting the checkered flag. That's right, we want to give our congratulations to, that's right, Mr. Fort Time himself, Number five, Ben Tony. Very, very good race. Of course, his brother and cousin giving some challenges all uh, last week and this week. So we'll see what happens. Or last week and two weeks ago. Now this week in a big 50-lap race there at the Speedro. We'll be keeping our eyes on crossover traffic. You should, too, follow them as they have all the live feeds for the outlaws there in the Speedro. Now, over on the roundy round side, how about this? Going down in my home track, that's right, the Anderson Speedway. It's the CRA making their debut this weekend, and it's going to be the late models and the street stocks on the track. Some big, big names. Make sure you guys, if you're local, go check it out. Should be a good, good race. We'll be breaking that down, and then, of course, in two weeks, Right here where we stay, the home track, Colorado National Speedway. They'll be kicking off opening night, and hopefully maybe we'll have some people on here to talk a little bit about that. Keep our eyes on some of that. With that, let's switch it up. Go from the roundy round world to the strip. That's right, drag race style as no prep was kicking off last weekend as we talked here. Yellow belly at the gut, and it was small. Tag gangsters going down. We know there was a bunch of big names in the house like Ryan Mitchell, Jason Rank, the SRC boys, Jimmy Dell, Tess Wood, you name it, Trailer Park Garage, all the big names there at Yellow Belly last weekend putting on a show. Two days of just plain 
madness. And I want to give a special shout out here to Jimmy Dale, a.k.a. Tom Gunner, and Michael Pollan and Limpy on one hell of a show last weekend. Congratulations to those guys. All the doubters and haters saying they would not be able to pull it off. Well, them boys put on a show and all the winners went home with chains, dog. That's right. Very cool stuff. Setting the bar high. We cannot wait for small tire gangsters, too. I know they said standby as they hopefully will be announcing that coming up this summer when the next one will be, where, and all that good jazz. But let's talk about a couple of those winners. How about taking home tw- anything on 28s and full-size truck? How about Jason Can too? That boy was laying down some lips. That's for sure. Not as fast as the Studebaker that raced Casey Max there. Uh, supposedly the Studebaker breaking the track record. It was the only big tire pro mod car on the facility. And it was in run what you brung. It definitely went down and it definitely was fast. So shout out to uh, the junkyard guys. Also, uh, big winners was Old Man Garage. That's right. Bill Hoskins winning the uh, streetcar class. Congratulations to Cheap Street win, Bill Hoskins. Uh, also, Tess Wood, she jumped in Jimmy Dale's magic vehicle there. Got runner-up in one class and won another. Shout-out to those guys. So, bunch of cool winners. All the good stuff. Very good stuff. Shout-out to Jimmy Dale and Michael and them once again on a bad, bad to the bone race. How about other races that went down last weekend? We had freaking at the beacon. Yeah, they had 49 cars on the property, but... When it come down to the final two, it was Logan Duvall, but he did not have enough for Rob Embry. As Rob and Bank Robber getting the win of the first big win of his career. Congratulations to Bank Robber and his team on an outstanding job last weekend there at freaking at the Beacon. Other big race that was supposed to go down but got rained out, we know. Tushimo John's backwards brawl, unfortunately for them in Knoxville, they could not make it happen. So that race, unfortunately, didn't go down. But let's talk about some races that are going down this weekend. That's right, we got 504 Underground at Ohio Valley. Make sure you guys check that out. Team Meatball hopefully will be on property for that one. There will be some live feeds you do not want to miss. Also, we got Pour Your Own Puddle, Detroit Hood TV, that race up there north in Minlon. Make sure you guys check out No Prep Felons, Bob Rice for the live feed there, as that will be popping off this weekend as well. And one more big race. How about going down tonight? It's the Dino Night at Carolina Performance. Our friends and veterans here at the E's and B's, well, each and every year they have Full Tilt, which will be tomorrow at Wilkesboro, Two. 100% payout to all classes. Make sure you guys go check them out. One bad to the bone track down there in North Carolina. And it's an awesome show tonight there. I'm sure Robbie or Robert will be going live or somebody in the house there at Dino Night. So shout out to the Dollar family on that. And we cannot wait to see what happens there. And last but not least, my boy Limpy. He's going to be at Texas. Trunk Jam, that race will be going down tomorrow. Make sure you guys check out all those friends. We got live feeds, their social medias, everything. That's how we get all of our information, and it helps us out. With that, that wraps up the racing talk. I got just one more thing before we get to the meet, and we're going to change things up. We're going to switch gears and go from the track to the pond. Talking NHL next. 
That's right, hockey winding down as tonight is the final night of the regular season on the ice. Couple spots up for swapping, but not much. Let's talk about the history-making Boston Bruins as they snap the NHL winning record there, getting the most wins in a regular season. Congratulations to them on an outstanding season. Will they have enough to dominate here as the push for the Stanley Cup begins next week? Let's talk about how the thing's set as we close out the NHL regular season tonight in the Eastern Metro. Here's how things are. Number one locked in is Carolina. Two is New Jersey. Three is the Rangers out in the Atlantic. It's one, Boston. Two, Toronto. And three, Tampa Bay. Keep your eyes on that. The wild card lock-ins for the Eastern side of things is going to be the Islanders and the Florida Panthers. Let's switch things up. Go to the Western in the Central. Right now in the first spot, it's Dallas swapping with number two, Colorado. That's right. They were one last week, two this week, but three will be Minnesota. In Pacific, it's one, Vegas, two, Edmonton, and three, Los Angeles. Now the wild card for the Western looks like this, Seattle and Winnipeg. Like I said, just a couple flip-flop spots, nothing else can change, but NHL Stanley Cup playoffs kick off next week, and we'll be breaking all those things down right here on The Best. With that, that's going to wrap up the sunny side. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to keep the playoff talk rolling. That's right. We're actually going to alley-oop it because it's NBA time, baby. And we're going to be talking playoffs next on The Meet. You're listening to the E's and B's Podcast. week's me as you know the nba playoffs are underway as the playing game kicking off earlier this week four teams battling their way in for two seeds both on the eastern and western side of things and it comes down to tonight that's right chicago We'll be playing miami and oklahoma city we'll be playing minnesota for the last two spots to decide who will finally be the eighth team in the playoffs. Now the Bulls winning earlier this week, becoming the first 10th seed ever to win the play-in as the play-in is only just a couple years old, but very cool and congratulations to them. But before we jump all the way into the playoffs and how things look, let's break down how things finished off for the regular season and give the congratulations to those stat winners, starting off with points per game. Congratulations to Joe Embiid, finishing off the year at 33.1 points per game. Congratulations to him. On the rebound side, it was Sabonis. He held it down all season, finishing it out with 12.3 rebounds. Congratulations there, Sabonis. Now, passing things, all right. How about Harden? 
James Harden bounced in and out of the lead all season, but finished out with 10.7 assists per season. All right, on the block side, it was Jackson Jr., my man, blocking three blocks a game. Congratulations to him. Now, let's talk steals. This boy, a hoo, hoo, hoosier alum, and led this all season long. Congratulations to OG Ananobi as he had... 1.9, averaging two basically steals per game all season long. And last but not least, this man has been on top most of the season, fell out the last couple weeks, but got back where he needed to be, finishing out on top in the field goal percentage. Nick Claxton at a 70.5%. So congratulations to all those stat player winners there this season. Was very cool to watch now. Like we said, it's playoff time. As we've been breaking things down, let's look into the Eastern Conference. Like I said, we are still awaiting two teams to jump into that final spot. And we'll start there as the number ones, Milwaukee Bucks. They'll be playing either the Chicago Bulls or the Miami Heat here in round number one. Now, number two, it's the Boston Celtics. They'll be playing the seventh seed. Atlanta Hawks. Then the three seed, they're going to be playing home against the six seed, Brooklyn Nets. And last but not least, out in the Eastern Conference, it's the fourth seed Cavaliers. They'll be home to the fifth seed, New York Knicks. That's how the Eastern Conference looks for this year's 2023 playoffs. Let's jump over to the Western side of things. Like we said, it's going to be the number one, Dimba Nuggets. They'll either play the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Minnesota Timberwolves here in round number one. Number two seed, it will be Memphis Grizzlies. They'll be going up against the seventh seed, L.A. Fakers. That's right, LeBron and uh, Davis and company coming to play as the seventh seed. Will they shock the world and be one of the play-in teams that go deep? Or will it be somebody else? Then we got the three seed, Sacramento Kings, who shocked everybody all season long playing as well as they did. They'll be home against the sixth seed and very dangerous Golden State Warriors. And last but not least, it'll be the fourth seed, Phoenix Suns, home against the fifth seed L.A. Clippers. What a playoffs. We cannot wait. Like we said, will one of those play-in teams make a long run and shock everybody? Or will they be bounced like they should in the first round? We'll be breaking down all this stuff all the way through the NBA Finals right here on The Best, giving you some of our thoughts and letting you know the winners, losers, and who's moving on. With that, that's going to wrap up the meet this week. Stay tuned. We're going to get to my favorite part of the show. We're going to talk some wrestling. Next on The Scramble, you're listening to the E's and B's Podcasts.
for the victory over Solo Satan. And Solo kicks out. This was it. Kevin Owens, Hail Mary. The Swanton Bomb from the top. Right on point. Crushing Solo Sakai. But at two. Here we go. Saying well, bring the fight to the Usos. So much deep personal history between all of these men. And now, two on one. The numbers game against Solo at the moment. You the rock, you secure. Solo set to the outside. There you have it. Things picking up there on Raw early this week as there was some travel issues in Seattle. Not all of the wrestlers being able to attend Monday Night Raw. Of course, we'll hope things change tonight there on SmackDown as they build for Backlash, the next pay-per-view, or should I say premium live event there on the WWE side. But the main focus still, the big talk, obviously the sell of WWE to Endeavor and Vince McMahon having his hands all over things lately. Of course, a lot of the reports across the news stations there on the wrestling side reporting Vince McMahon changing up things last minute like he used to, and things are back to the same. Now, that brings the question, why would someone like Bailey be requesting to leave WWE all of a sudden? It just raises an eyebrow and makes me think that things are very shaky there in the WWE world behind the scenes now with this new cell and obviously putting Vince back in control We'll keep an eye. I know the numbers dropped dramatically there on Monday night. Will they drop dramatically tonight on SmackDown? We'll keep our eyes on that and all the good storylines like Drew McIntyre and Bayley trying to maybe possibly get out of WWE. Is it going to affect things or will they just keep the ball rolling? We'll have all those answers. Winners, losers, and all the storylines coming out of WWE right here next week on The Best. Let's change things and go to... The other channel. Oh, man, Hardy's getting wiped out. Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, and Ethan Page just decimating the attack from behind. That's the attack from behind. Oh, this came out of nowhere. Big Bill is incredible, isn't he? Ethan, uh, Ethan Page. Returning there Wednesday night to the ring, one and only legend Jeff Hardy saving his brother and his compadres as the world, or as everybody jumped out of their seats there in Wisconsin. Of course, reporting that that was a smaller venue, but 
returning back to the ring. Congratulations, Jeff Hardy. Good to see he's back on track and hopefully can stay away from all those demons. But it was very, very cool to see him with his own chair and destroying the uh, fraction of the Ethan Page is running right now. Cool, cool stuff. Other things that happened there that shocked everybody. How about Kenny and the Bucks making a return and jumping BCC? And, of course, they pulling Moxley away before he could get his eye poked out like Hangman. But it seems now they're building things up, maybe possibly towards either double or nothing, or maybe that big stadium show they announced there in Wimbledon at the end of the year in August. Keep your eyes on that. I know it's definitely going to be a blood and guts situation because they're definitely building it that way. And obviously, Moxley's involved, so there's got to be blood. But very interesting stuff there Wednesday night between that six-man kind of tangle. Also, we did get some other swerves and the main event as our boy Jericho was taking on the return of Keith Lee. These two never faced each other before. And I got to say, it was a very interesting match. But in the end... It was the man from the crowd with the hood, none other than Swerve Strickland, hitting old Keith Lee in the head and insisting Jericho in the win. Jericho really not seeing it that way. But after it was over, Adam Cole coming to save Keith Lee this time and does the old over-the-shoulder look like Jericho did just two weeks ago. Very interesting stuff. So it looks like Jericho and Adam Cole building towards a next big feud or storyline keep your eyes on that like i said ever other than that the cm punk wants to come back talk keeps getting louder what's your thoughts on that my thoughts are they're gonna have to bring him back eventually and definitely why not before that big stadium show so we'll be talking a lot more of that as it gets closer and as it we might think it will happen but with that, that's going to wrap up our wrestling talk. Make sure you guys are going and supporting your local indie wrestling promotions out there. Without any of the local res- indie wrestling promotions, there would not be all these stars that we talk about each and every week and those stars that you watch on television. We support Rocky Mountain Pro here at E's and B's. Make sure you guys go support all of your local indie wrestling promotions. With that, let's change things up. One last thing before we wrap this show up. Let's go from the squared circle to... The Octagon. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Dan Murgliata has called a stop to this contest at four minutes, 21 seconds of round number two. Declare the winner by... As you heard, going down last weekend, we talked about it live in Miami. It was UFC 287, and some things did change. As you heard, we got a new middleweight champion. Congratulations to Israel, knocking out Alex there in an outstanding display. Definitely was going to be a must-win situation because if he lost for the third time to that man, they were definitely not going to give him another chance, but now... Will we get another rematch kind of rubber match, even though they have fought in kickboxing? We'll keep an eye out for that and what is next for him. But on the flip side, we did get a sad moment for some as the as the hometown favorite 
Jorge Masvidal went up against Gilbert Burns in the co-main event of the evening, but unfortunate for Jorge as Gilbert gets the big win and Masvidal hangs it up. That's right, retires afterwards, putting the gloves down, says he's on to bigger and better things. So congratulations to Jorge Masvidal on an outstanding UFC career, and we can't wait to see him in the future. I got a good Good idea. We'll be seeing him with boxing gloves probably very, very soon. With that, folks, that's going to wrap up today's show. Stay tuned next. We're going to wrap up the whole thing like a burrito. It's the toast. We're going to give those shout-outs and what you need to know coming up next and where to find us at. You're listening to the A's and B's Podcast. Yeah. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. Hustle out, hustle every single day. I'll be making moves till I'm buried in my grave. Aight. Thanks. It's everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jams, your jelly, your cinnamon, your butter, your sugar. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. As we always do each and every week, we start the toast right on out with our weekly shout outs. We want to start those out with give a big shout out to Ohio Grudge Racing, our big friend Josh Robinson. Make sure you guys go give them a follow. Also, a shout out to Limpy. Shout out to Happy Kids. Yes, support your local street racer. Shout out to Carolina Performance, Robbie and Robert Dollar. Check them out tonight, Dino Night. Also, shout out to No Prep Felons, Bob Rice. Make sure you follow his live feed. Shout out to Spool Media. Shout out to 24-7 Motorsports. Ashley and Brandon Mork. Make sure you guys follow them. Buy a shirt. Try to get their cars back on the track. Also, shout out to Team Meatball. Shout out to Bipolar Performance, Jasper Graham. Shout out to SRC. Shout out to Old Man's Garage. Shout out to Raggedy Ann. Shout out to Jeff and Julie, Jeff Thomas and Julie Randall. Shout out to Team Hilton and Abeda. Shout out to the Tony. Shout out to Matt Smith. Rocky Mountain Pros. Yaden, Dustin, Lilith, Remy, my boys, Neil, Brian, Tony, Tat, and oh, my peeps at The Green Solution. Make sure you guys check out The Green Solution for oh, your cannabis needs. All right, just a few things here before we wrap it up. Make sure you guys are checking us out over on easembees.org for all of our social media outlets. Definitely follow us there for any of our merch. Speaking of merch, we got some new stuff. In the works, we can't wait to uh, display it and get it on the market there. Hopefully, we'll have all that at all the races we attend this year. Speaking of attending races, we'll be attending our first race in Indiana coming up in a couple of months there. That's War in the Woods. Also, we'll be attending Colorado National Speedway, uh, seeing some roundy round stuff. And who knows, maybe some other stuff. So keep your eyes out on our easeandbees.org webpage. Also, you want to be on the show, get at us at easeandbees.org podcast at gmail.com give us your story we'll get back to you and get you on air that's ease and bees podcast at gmail.com hey if you're wanting to be a sponsor here each and every friday on the podcast get at us the same way ease and bees podcast at gmail.com we'll talk to you get you a little uh promo written up and get you on here we also accept the video plays and everything else and we tie it in to our youtube channel as well so if you want to be a sponsor here on the e's and b's just get at us we'd love to bring you on board doesn't cost much and we'll get you played each and every friday right here on the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast 
All right, with that, let's talk about coming up in two weeks, our next guest. That's right, it's Bipolar Performance, Jasper Graham. Make sure you guys go check him out there on the socials and be on standby. I've got some good questions to ask him. I can't wait. And after that, we got some awesome guests as well lined up there in May. So we got some good stuff coming up very, very soon here on the E's and B's. And right there on our YouTube channel, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. That way we have those subscriptions up as much as possible. We can bring you some live content as we go. With that being said, let's switch things up and get to the Sports Illustrated Fact of the Day. Uh, Making her U.S. Open debut a memorial one, Aileen Kim scored three straight birdies, came came back from five strokes down, and won the title in December of 2020. And that is your Sports Illustrated Fact of the Day. With that, that's all I've got this week. You know the drill. It's time to rip your city. Top 10 cities go like this. Number 10, shout out to Marshall, North Carolina. Thank you so much, Marshall, North Carolina. Number 9, how about it's ATL, shorty. Shout out to Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to Atlanta. Number 8, how about we got over there on the East Coast? It's Brooklyn, New York. Thank you so much, Brooklyn, New York. Number seven, we got Weaversville, North. You already know the deal. Shout to Weaversville, North Carolina. Next up, we got Ohio, H-O. That's right. Thank you so much, Ohio. Then we got the home capital. It's Denver, Colorado. Thank you so much, Denver. Number four, it's Cobra Seas. How about Frankfurt, Germany? Thank you so much, Frankfurt. Then we got right here back in the home state, it's Jastown. Colorado, thank you so much, Johnstown. Number two, it's the home city where we lie. It's Fort Collins. Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much, Fort Collins. And back on top for the 11th week in a row. Shout out to everybody out there. We love you. It's Louisville. Kentucky. Thank you so much, fans, for all the love out there. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a fanber, tell someone about this podcast and until next week make sure you guys have a kick-ass weekend be safe we love you and you know the drill make sure you eat your breakfast we love you peace